Welcome to the Heart of Leaders podcast, where each week we'll be exploring the frontiers of leadership with those who lead from the heart and put their people first, knowing that ultimately all team accomplishments are driven by people. They know that when they take care of their people, their people will take care of customers, lower costs, and drive customer loyalty and company profitability. These leaders believe that for most companies, culture trumps strategy. And culture starts with how you treat your people and how they treat each other. I'm your host, Rick Barrera, head of faculty for the Heart of Leaders training program in Denver, Colorado, where we teach extraordinary leaders how to build and lead high-performance teams who can consistently deliver exceptional results. A lot has been written about employee engagement or the lack thereof. I will never say that employee engagement is simple or that getting people fully engaged is easy, but I will say that it is significantly easier if the organization has created a clear path to a daring destination. I'd like to start with a paraphrased story from one of my mentors, Jerry Faust, a brilliant leadership consultant based in San Diego. Jerry says, tongue-in-cheek, that the very first leader in the world was created when two cavemen were walking up a mountain path. When they came around a corner and found a huge boulder blocking their path. Try as they might, they couldn't move the boulder. Pretty soon, other cave folks came along. One caveman, assuming the role of leader, asked them if they might like to join the company and help the team to move the rock. They quickly joined in. Then came the engineering cavemen along the path, and they too joined the company. They began making calculations and deciding if they should employ some vines, wedges, or perhaps a lever to move the rock. Soon there were others who decided that this was going to be a long endeavor and felt that perhaps they should gather some food for the team. Then came the accountant cavemen, who started counting the people and calculating how much food and water would be needed for the duration of the project. The HR cavemen started tending to the injured and began rotating troops to the front to push on the rock while recruiting still others to join the task. The leader, who had been hard at work directing all of the machinations at the boulder, decided he needed a break to think about how to better deploy his resources. He quickly ran into the consultant caveman, who said that for a fee of some food and water, he would be happy to weigh in on the problem and propose alternative solutions. The two of them started strolling down the path as they walked and talked about possible approaches. The leader was amazed by each of the functional teams and the extraordinary work they were producing, and he stopped to tell them so. He was very proud of his little company until he got to a group of folks having a picnic right in the center of the path. They were eating all of the food and water that was being provided but seemed to be otherwise engaged only in games and laughter. The leader excused himself for interrupting and asked what they were doing. We're having a picnic, they said. The people up the path are handing out all manner of free food and drinks, and my friends and I are partaking and telling each other jokes to make each other laugh. But what about the rock? asked the leader. Their reply? What rock? I love this story both because of its simplicity and because there is not a leader in the world who has not encountered an employee looking at them doe-eyed and asking, What rock? It's both infuriating and incriminating. Infuriating because you are paying some clueless fool who has no idea what your truly extraordinary company does, and incriminating because it shows the complete failure of the leadership team 
to ensure that he or she knows and is passionate about the rock project. What rock indeed? If your people do not know that the purpose of your company is to move the rock, how can you expect them to be engaged in its removal? If your people do not know what the destination is, how can you expect them to get there? Without a clear path, it will be impossible for your team to get there. With a clear path, every team member will be able to make the necessary decisions to accelerate the organization's journey and the accomplishment of your goals. Does everyone on your team know what your rock is? A clear path is not fuzzy words on a wall, and it is definitely not more. I believe corporations are afflicted with the psychology of more. Regardless of what we produce this year, you can bet that the answer to what we're going to be expected to next year will be more. More is not exciting. It does not stir the soul. More is not a destination. It is a treadmill, and no one wants to get on if you are never going to turn the dang thing off. Why is it so hard to get millennials to join your company? Because they can spot a treadmill a mile away, and they do not want to die on one. Does that mean we're anti-growth? No, of course not. But you must frame your growth in a way that is not heart-numbing and soul-stealing. The psychology of more leads to burnout disengagement, and ultimately discourages workers who never feel like they are appreciated or that they have accomplished something of significance. It also cannot be about money. Corporate money means nothing to the individual contributor. What's our goal this year, boss? $19 billion! How much did we do last year when I skipped my summer vacation and missed my kids' birthdays to ensure we hit the goal? $18 billion! So if I work extra hard this year and we hit the $19 billion, do I get to keep the extra billion? No. Okay, so then tell me again why I should care? Because you get to keep your job. And if I kill myself getting to the $19 billion number, our goal next year will be $21 billion. How many years in a row do you think you can inspire people with numbers? The answer is not many. Even when they do participate financially, at some point, they lose their enthusiasm. Numbers are heart-numbing. You must tap into their sense of adventure, their purpose, and their passion. Numbers are transactional. Human beings need meaning and purpose to stay engaged. When companies bring us in to consult, they often want me to start with one problem area, like sales or branding or customer service but we quickly identify the real issue as a lack of an exciting and compelling vision for the future. No one wants to be a cog in a machine. They want their work to matter. They want to feel like they're winning. You must define the game so that they can know whether or not they are making progress toward the ultimate goal and know whether or not they are winning. The daring destination must be a destination that can be reached in a reasonable period of time. 100-year goals may be inspiring, but they will not sustain you from day to day. You must feel like the goal you are working toward can be accomplished, even though it might take extraordinary effort. In the study of flow states, the optimal working state, where time stands still and we are completely absorbed in our work, 
The project must be something that neither bores us nor overwhelms us, but instead is within our grasp if we only give it our complete attention. So it is for the daring destination. By the way, the words daring destination I have borrowed from Cheryl Batchelder, CEO of Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. She talks about daring destinations in her superb leadership book, Dare to Serve. Before I met Cheryl, I used the words bold destination or compelling destination, but I like daring destination better because daring implies that courage and bravery are also needed and that reaching the destination will require a stretch from the team. I believe those are excellent distinctions. The daring destination should also be exact, so we know with certainty whether we got there or not. The daring destination must matter in some material way to the company. It should shift our position in the marketplace or alter our ability to compete or win. It should also have emotional content. That is, it should be exciting to the people who are working on it. Finally, the leadership team must have true commitment to get to the daring destination no matter what. Even when costs are higher than anticipated, even when it takes longer than expected, even when there are significant unforeseen hurdles. In other words, the leadership team must have complete conviction to get the team to the daring destination no matter what. That conviction will inspire discretionary effort on the part of every team member to make it happen. Amazon.com is a great example of clear paths to daring destinations. Amazon was founded as the world's biggest bookstore. Why books? Because Jeff Bezos found out that books have the highest number of disappoints in any retail category. A disappoint is when you go into the store to find a particular item and they don't have it. Because of the millions of titles available, it was virtually impossible for a physical bookstore to carry them all. This created the perfect opportunity for Amazon to fulfill your wishes. Order any book online, and they can ship it to you. Because their inventory was virtual, it was possible to have every book. They launched as the world's biggest bookstore, and they won your heart. Daring destination number one, conquered. Amazon's next daring destination was other media in the form of CDs, DVDs, video games, and software. Check. Amazon then chose destination electronics, which were closely tied to the media they were already selling. Check. Amazon's teams then quickly set out to dominate apparel, furniture, toys, and jewelry. Their next daring destination manufacturing their own electronics in the form of e-readers, tablets, and Fire Stick TV, a platform that can take them to many other daring destinations. Meanwhile, other teams were setting their sights on the daring destination of cloud infrastructure, a destination that broke them out of the constraints of the consumer space and enabled them to sell to the largest and smallest companies on the planet. Then came publishing, television show production, and hosting, the Echo, space tourism, and the list just keeps growing. Can you imagine how exciting it is to work at a company like Amazon? Do they numb their people with numbers? No, they tantalize them with never-ending, daring destinations. 
If your goal is exceptional engagement, start with a clear path to a daring destination. We've created application exercises for you so you can implement this core principle in your company. Head over to heartofleaderspodcast.com to download the exercises and access all of our other resources. We believe that Heart of Leaders is a movement started by boomers, accelerated by Gen Xers, and demanded by millennials. To learn more, find us online at heartofleaderspodcast.com, where we blog, post articles, and book reviews, and respond to your questions. We invite you to join the conversation.